radio. Not so fantasy football. A loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. So welcome fantasy managers. We are back on Uza Radio with Not So Fantasy Football live. Yeah, indeed. I'm Rob and this is... Yanis. How are you, Rob? I'm doing well, man. Yeah. I mean, you should Uh, say that you're well after this game week you've had. I mean, it's been a lovely... It's been a terrible weekend supported by... Uh, some fictional game that we play that has mildly, you know, improved my game week. But you know, going back to the roots of football and and was this a fun game week for me? It's going to have to. Even though I've done quite well in this game week officially, oh man, that's painful. Come it was. It was. Oh, God. Is it? Is it? Anyway. When you hear the word, the the name Lanzini, that you get goosebumps. Yeah. Exactly. Good. It's just a terrible, terrible thing for this game week. Just 3-3 three, three after being up at halftime 3-0, completely dominating, is just ridiculous. And I'm just, I'm still crying over that. But yeah, let's not talk about one team because we're not about this. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, shall we start with how things went with our teams? Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, we will talk about some stats that are statistics that I've managed to yeah. assemble from the group from our not so fantasy football league. Yeah, which are very very interesting. I'm I'm actually mm-hmm. very very into statistics. Although you know what they say that statistics is half a lie. Yeah, yeah which yeah. apparently <laughs> is. But do you want to start with your team? Because you did so well. Okay. Yeah, well, we're still... One of my players is still currently on a clean sheet. So... Do you have size? Yeah, worth mentioning, we're nine-tenths of the way through the game week. We've still got... Not even 9.5. It's currently underway. Uh, It's currently nil-nil at 47 minutes. So we will, uh, hopefully by the end of this podcast, hit the end of this game and we'll know my final score um, on that time. So, yeah. But for the time being, I can go through roughly what I've got. And I'm not going to lie, quite quite happy with what's happened this game week. Um, it's the first game week that I've really hit the captaincy on the head. I really nailed the player that was the best in my team and captained him. Actually, uh, he wasn't the best in my team, annoyingly. Uh, the best in my team uh, on points was a guy called um, a striker, little known, uh, that's just apparently come through as a proper gem at Chelsea, really, called Timo Werner. Werner. Is it Timo Werner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, Timo Werner, uh, he actually decided that he, he knew where the goal was and he was going to start playing. And... What happened was exactly what we said on the previous podcast I've just been listening to, is that actually Christian Pulisic came in and pushed Timo Werner into the middle 
and Southampton played a really high line that everyone was expecting and it was a bit suicidal and they went and scored three quite simple goals. They then also had the plague of the three-goal lead. Well, they didn't have a three-goal lead. They had a, it was 2-1, then it was 3-1, and then it was 3-2, But they also let three goals in against their three goals. Uh, but Timo Werner picked up 16 points. Uh, in the FPL, it doesn't really matter what the defence does when you've got a striker on the pitch, because as long as they're scoring goals, that's all they're there to do. So, yeah. Finally, my man came through for me. Uh, Moving on to Calvert-Lewin, who also picked up a point. It was a pretty perfect game for uh, the Everton, um, uh, Everton-Liverpool game because Rodriguez picked up an assist. Uh, Robertson picked up uh, an assist for Mane's goal. And Calvert-Lewin came in and picked up a goal as well. So I got returns all round from that game, which was really, like, made me ecstatic, really. It was fantastic. Um my final third place striker, Ollie Watkins, decided to get out of the way of Ross Barkley's shot. And had Ross Barkley have hit a shot that was slightly too straight, the goalkeeper might have saved it, pushed it into Ollie Watkins's palms, and he would have been celebrating a goal with me as well. But as it was, Ross Barkley was pretty good, in fairness. We all thought, sort of thought he was going to be good. He was, you know, rummaging around our watch list in the past last week. And uh, yeah, he. He got a good goal this week, so that was quite good. Uh, moving into the midfield, I made a wild, and I mean wild, decision. And I was texting you about this, wasn't I? Yes. <laughs> um, was it Friday night or Saturday morning? I think it was Saturday morning. Yeah. The, injury the, time. The news broke on Friday evening, about 7 o'clock-ish. Uh, no, maybe earlier. No, no, earlier. Afternoon, fr- Friday, 3, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah we knew that. that. Kevin De Bruyne was out, and he might be out for a little while. And in my head, I had three players that I wanted to transfer in for a hit for KDB. And the first was Mane. I really wanted Mane, and I thought Mane was going to be the guy... Um, the second was Sterling, going for a straight life and like swap for the, the City team. And the third you pick the was best Aubameyang. One. Sorry? You picked the best one. Yeah, and I picked <laughs> the worst one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you said best, but no, yeah. Mane, I couldn't, I couldn't rely on Mane. I didn't want to make a transfer for a hit for a player that was going to be not playing. You know, if I was transferring out De Bruyne for a hit because he wasn't playing. I couldn't risk Mane not coming back from his COVID scare at that time. So Mane was ruled out for me. Sterling and Aubameyang. For me, because De Bruyne was ruled out, I thought Arsenal might have a foot in this game. And I thought if Arsenal did have something in this game, that actually it would be Aubameyang that would get the points. And sadly... City didn't quite let that happen and the person who I wanted to get in but didn't, Sterling, came in, scored a goal and Aubameyang returned two of your finest FPL points. Wolves just scored, by the way. Yeah, I've just seen that. It's uh, Sice by the looks of it. Is it? He's running away, looking particularly happy with himself. Yeah. Uh, Jimenez runs over to him. I'm not quite sure. Tell me he was the assist man. 
Loving my own voice. Ooh. Sorry Ooh. for the clean sheet, Rob. There's some wild offside here. Ooh. Okay. VAR? VAR is being pulled into action. We'll see what happens. Anyway, okay. time being, uh, Aubameyang got two points. It was a terrible decision from me. He lost value the day, the night that I brought him in. Score correction, 0-0. Wolves have not scored. Uh, so there you go, your so clean sheet is intact. My keeper keeps his clean sheet. Come on! <laughs> this is live FPL here right now. Um, Fernandez brought me absolute terror. Fernandez sort of, in one person, like encapsulated the West Ham performance for me. For one person to play so... He, he was so good... He put in a beautiful goal that was ruled off for VAR. He looked so angry with life because of that. He then got a penalty, and I was absolutely rubbing my hands with delight. I was like, yes, here we go. Here's my points from Fernandez. This is a joy. And Fernandez walked up and absolutely, yeah, he, he hit a terrible penalty. It was straight at the hand. Well, it was, Cardalo did a good job, but it was easily saved by the keeper. Uh, clearly low on confidence, and I, I was like, oh, no. And this was the West Ham 3-0 down for me. Oh, Christ, what a shame. <laughs> and then comes back at the end of the match, like 82nd minute, scores a wonder goal, like matches the first goal that he scored that was all off of AR. It stays onside, and he drags his team 2-1 up, and they then go on to win 4-2, sorry. So Fernandez picks up 11 points for me, which I'm quite happy with. But the star of my game week was a little man called Hyunmin Son. And, yeah, the player brought in a 13-pointer for me and I was captaining him, captaining him. So for me to have a captaincy hit that hit 26 points was, uh, a, big deal. was a good game week for me and it really has uh, transformed my score. Um, going on to the defence, Robertson's got six points. He got a lovely assist to Mane, which we mentioned. Uh, Virgil van Dijk was heavily injured in an absolutely shocking incident, that incident was... in that game um, which we, I'm sure we'll talk over briefly um, do you want to talk over it now because Jesus that was a hey, bad it was shocking it was shocking especially Hickford. not getting punished for that yeah and... so the rule was is coming up ruling has come up from the FA today saying that because the referee and the VAR saw what happened and haven't punished it, they can't punish it retrospectively, which for me is absolutely ridiculous. It's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like the government and the um, self-employment loan scheme where, you know, if you're you're self-employed, but you, you know, you've had some, pay, some payments from PAYE, you're not going to get paid. It's, it's sort of like these guys, this incident has fallen completely in a gap that is black hole and everyone's just been like, yeah, that's just how it is. It's just football. And it's not like, no, this guy has basically destroyed this guy's anterior cruciate ligament with his testicles. Um, <laughs> and because he was deemed to be offside, which he, his arm might have been in some way, but Come they changed the rule how so the that it was the goal scoring part of the body. He's not off. He's offside. So because of that, he's in an offside position. So whatever happens to you, if you're in an offside position and it's called offside, doesn't matter. And 
for me, there needs to be some sort of punishment for that, even if it's an indirect free kick of some sort or something along those lines. That the penalty isn't necessary, but Pickford in some way needs to have punishment for that astonishingly bad challenge. Agree. It was I really agree. shocking. I agree. Um, it was a weird game. I mean, Everton was was good. Everton was very good. good, and yeah. we were expecting them to be good. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes with those teams, when they play against the big rival who is a bit more experienced and, you know, they're the, the winners of last year, they were dominating mm -hmm. everywhere, you would expect them they, that they might kind of play with fear. They've got mm -hmm. such class in their team, so they can cope. And the way that they mm -hmm. equalized, that was for me even more... I mean, of course, it's a it's a dead ball. It's but in these cases, if you go ahead as a less experienced team, you can play with the game. But if if Liverpool scored very soon, actually, so they were mm -hmm. facing, and Liverpool were coming from this disastrous game until against Villa, so they needed mm -hmm. this more than anything. So anyway. It shows that Everton is here to stay this year. I think we should yes. we should um, expect them to finish. I, I believe in the European places. I believe they would they will be mm. in the first six, uh, especially mm. when I, when you see Leicester being so fragile. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think they can easily take their place. And because Wolves are not that good, as it appears. Yeah. yeah. Yet, Villa, Villa might come up and take it. Villa might come up. So, yeah, I think we have those two teams that are pushing yeah. towards. And Arsenal does not convince me, to be honest. Especially. I, I think they've, they've got more to come. I think they struggle with consistency. And that's a an Arteta slash Pep sort of thing at the minute. Where... There's a lot of experimentation. It was a really fascinating game to watch. Um, but just going quickly back to the Liverpool game, I did think Liverpool should have got the penalty there against you know, yeah. Pickford van Dijk. There should have been a penalty there, so they should have been a goal ahead there. They also should have got um, another goal, which was ruled off against Mane for offside, which was not offside. So it, for me, it really was a 4-2 game that ended up being 2-2. Yeah. And Liverpool were extremely hard done by. I know Everton did play well, but actually, for me... They did deserve the draw. Aside from the referee's decisions, Liverpool should have won that. And they yeah. didn't because of the referee's decisions, not because of how well they played. On an FPL point of view, I mean, you should be asking me this question. <laughs> But it's because it's painful. What do you think about the Liverpool assets in defence? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know you've got two. Have you still got two? I've got two and I will still have two for at least two more weeks. The fixtures look quite well, I good. Think the, two that, the two that you've got, I think, are worth having. I'd argue in the sort of, you know, in my dad's sort of bargain basement head space, that I sort of have screwed into my head somewhere, that Joel Matip and Joe Gomez at 5.4 in a Liverpool team are a bargain basement sort yes. of buy that I'd be really interested in. Um, 
But every logic in my head says, no, you can't stay away from Pillar at this Liverpool defence. I would expect even uh, Fabinho to play instead. Sorry? Fabinho could play. Fabinho? Yes. So you wouldn't even know which one to pick out of those. I mean, to get the rotated uh, players, which will be in rotation, is suicide. Not worth it. It's not worth it, yeah. For me, every sense in my head, the logic in my head says no. Just uh, this Liverpool defence, you're going to be looking at them for assists and goals and attacking returns. But as long as Adrian Allison's out and Adrian's in and... Which is not going to be very long, though. I mean, not I think very long. Two, three game weeks, he's back. So yeah. this is why I'm giving and them. The Van Dyke's played 95 of 96 games that he could have played yeah. in the past two or three years. So it's it's a big involvement. It's a big yes, loss. Yes, it is unfortunate. But talking about unfortunate, let's go to City because of KDB yeah. missing. City is all over the place. They are really good players who don't know what to do. I mean, I really don't understand how Pepe has... Pepe, well, uh, Pep, not Pepe. Well, yeah. yeah, how he has um, led things to chance. And I think he's yeah. kind of very passive recently, for the past year, I would say. Well, he's got the team that he likes. He's got the players that he likes now. They, they do not like sign them. a David Silva replacement because I think he wants to see more of Foden, which I think is sensible. Um, but they did sign two centre-backs. You know, Ruben Diaz does look good. He looks like quality. Nathan Ake, a little bit less so. But actually, I think he's fulfilling a spot where Laporte's out. He's relatively reliable and he's he's relatively worth the money in my opinion uh he's an up-and-coming young player that's uh you know gone from the chelsea bench to the city first team like De Bruyne, like exactly like De Bruyne. yeah um slightly different route of course but i think what city have is is pep guardiola and actually watching the tactics of that game was absolutely mental just the way that he's getting um, Cancelo to tuck in and create a, uh, a midfield overload. There's a, a website I'm going to shout out called Football Made Simple, well, a YouTube channel called Football Made Simple, and it talks a lot about the overloads that City create and talks a lot about how they play and just looking at how Aguero plays the false nine, Sterling then will play the false nine and Aguero will stretch the play and the beauty of the attacking play that they create and the beauty of the way the defence morphs and moves. It's so experimental and it's it's very interesting. So where they don't necessarily have the players uh, and the you know the power in the players that they normally have, they have still got Pep Guardiola at the wheel and he is still like a dangerous manager to play against because he's always experimenting with interesting and different styles that get results. Not constantly though. Not consistently, no. You are right. So, I mean, I was very happy to see Aguero back and uh, Mm -hmm. he posed a threat, uh, which is good for him because it's, he's been away for months. 
but he didn't yeah, seem like he was completely out of form or anything. He he was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah so FBL wise, he is. I remember he's on my radar for when. Yeah. Hopefully, never Kane starts to kind of <laughs> lose this momentum. Yeah. Because he's now cheaper than Kane, which is remarkable yeah. for Aguero. 10.4? Yeah. Kane's 10.6. So, yeah, from, from City, I've been ruined multiple times by um, Sterling. So he's not a player. It's he's he and Aubameyang are two players that I wouldn't buy even if they were free. Yeah, uh, they're very painful for my short FPL history. Uh, yeah. So from City, the only one that I would consider, and you know Ederson is not my style. He he no. will be good, and they probably will have equally. Uh, like they will have clean sheets this year as well. Mm -hmm. But I would prefer Diaz, as it appears, because he's a very good defender. Uh, I don't know he's a scoring one. He doesn't appear to be a threat. No. But even but... his presence back there might kind of make them a bit more solid. He's yeah, ideal for, like he's for Sky, choice. actually. So Sky... <laughs> He's really good because he's got the tear passing, and uh, yeah. he's very good. <laughs> True. Arsenal, but, since you mentioned, oh, since it's this game, uh, yeah. they were too weak. I found that they were playing yeah. like they knew they they had to be cautious not to get more yeah. goals against them. Like it's. It was a very cautious approach. They played out a lot from the back, and there was no, uh, there was no willingness to stretch. Saka, Saka did look very good. Saka is a bit of a creative, creative spark and a, a big danger. And I think uh, Arteta is fast becoming reliant on Saka for his uh, involvement. Having said that, the opposite goes for Aubameyang, who, since he signed that contract, seems to be on, on absolute holiday mode because he's now just signed a brand new contract. And he was he was the team of owner of last week. He was all yeah. over the pitch. He, he All over the pitch in the worst way possible. Like They had a pretty fluid front three with William, Pepe and Aubameyang. And I thought, with that front three... William and Pepe are both wingers, like out-and-out -out wingers. Aubameyang has the ability to play as a striker. And yet still, Aubameyang was wide left. He was not even high up the field on the left-hand side. He was in the middle of the park, but behind two of them. He ended up on the right-hand side at times. And he just didn't look like he was going to get involved in any of the goals whatsoever. No. So it was a shocking pick from me, in, to, in, in all honesty, to just... Uh, hook him into my team. Are you going to quickly and... get rid of him, or what are you thinking? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, there's a whole uh... week ahead. With so European... is that all the time? There's there's a whole week ahead, so you don't. Yeah. You need to see what the European Cups will bring. He plays against Leicester on Sunday, and there's a big European. Yeah, exactly. Loads of European fixtures, so. I'm not going to make any transfers until the Saturday, I don't think. Friday night. Friday. Saturday. Be careful, not Saturday. 
Oh yeah, because there's a Friday deadline, there's isn't there? There's a Friday deadline. It's yeah, Villa this is very important to note. The deadline is going to be what, Friday at 7 o'clock? Oh no, I'm on European time. I think it's 6.30. Friday at 6.30? Yes, I think that, but uh, I will confirm and we will, we will of course uh, mention that on our social yeah. media and on our um, Friday show. Which yeah. we could even bring on Do Thursday. So just, Do to just finish wrapping up my team. Yeah. I've got two yeah, more yeah, yeah. Taylor got five points today. Uh, he got a clean sheet. I think he must have got a yellow card. But as he well. got a yellow card, yeah. Yeah, got a yellow card. And Justin got two points. Not very interesting. Meslier is looking. Oh, I've just seen it again. Meslier is on two points. <laughs> he was just looking at getting. Please go on. Uh, Look at the game. Sheet, uh, they are uh, apparently scoring. I've just got a notification. So, Who yeah, was it? Traore? Extra two points from Meslier. Uh, which brings me to a grand total of, without Mesel, Meslier's uh, clean sheet, it brings me to 80 points, which, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy with. That's very good. Yeah, if you're the with. top good game of our league, actually, for this, for this game week, what was it a goal? It's a goal, yeah. It's definitely a goal. Who? Uh, Jimenez strikes it badly, and it hits off the head of one of the defenders and deflects oh. into the goal. Oh, is it going to be a nothing? Mes An own nothing goal. Nothing more Mesli do. Is it Calvin Phillips? Oh, that's a shame for the guy. He's a good player. Oh, slip from the left back. Is it Dallas? Dallas? Oh, yeah, he runs across the pitch, takes a shot. This is really bad podcasting, sorry. He runs across the pitch, <laughs> decides to not take a shot, stir, turns, and then decides to take the shot. And he goes for the far right of the goal, and Calvin Phillips gets his head on it and deflects it into the far left-hand side. So Messelier is stuck in the middle and doesn't send the chance to the poor guy. You know so what's even funnier? The assist is given to Kilman, the cheapest oh, really? of the defenders. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Good on him. Yes. So, this is a good right. pass. This is an assist to my team. Uh -huh. And I will I will start... You know, I always want to make a good ending. The first day, Saturday, looked like a disaster. Which is I how Saturdays always seem to look at the minute. Usually it is a disaster for me on Saturday. Yeah. So, I had... One point from Ryan, because he managed to get a yellow card, <laughs> apart from that crazy penalty yeah. that was given against them. I had one point from Alexander-Arnold, of course, because I'm a dedicated follower of him, but he does not return. So I think, I think what I had to say at the start of the season, in the fact that he hasn't had a pre-season, has had a massive effect on him. That and a lot of people have been hyping him up, and a lot of people have yeah. been saying how great he is. And he's very young for a young player. That doesn't really help work him. well. So I think, you know, he will turn it around. But I do think that Robertson's the better pick. I'm quite happy with my decision. I'm trying anyway, to to make a record now of having uh, TAA was on my team last year from game one to game thirty eight. He never left, mm -hmm. and he's been on my team since. 
So I'm trying to keep him for two years in a row. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get injured because that's going to be very suicidal of me keeping him on the bench. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I got five points. Uh, yeah, we're still on Saturday. Thankfully, I yeah. got the six points from Robertson from his assist. Yeah. So there we go. Lovely there assist. was one, one return. And uh, I had Salah, who also had a return. But Trossard had nothing, two points. Rodriguez mm -hmm. had the assist, but a yellow card, mm -hmm. so only four. And yeah. then we had that amazing Sunday fixture of Sheffield United versus Fulham, where Fulham. my favourite Mitrovic stepped up to take the penalty. And not uh -huh. only he missed the penalty, but he went minus 11 on bonus points. Yeah, I Have you ever heard Jesus. that before? Minus 11. So Mitrovic gave me a really proper zero. Yeah. And thankfully, I have Kane to save my day because mm. I've captained him. And this is one of the stats that I'm going to mention later. Wow. 32 points from my captain is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so he saved the day. And as it appears, today has been a very good day too. Because I've got 14 points from Taylor, 5, 3 for Podense, and 6 from Jimenez. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen with bonus points. As it stands. You could get more. Yes. Yeah. So I'm now on 67, 329 total, which brings me back top of the league. And it's a good opportunity to mention a few stats because we can't stress more how important it is to get your captaincies. Indeed. I have less returns than you, Rob. Mm -hmm. And I'm way ahead because I've got all those amazing captaincies. My Indeed. points it's for a captaincies... Long game, you know, it's a long game. Uh, <laughs> no, of course, of course. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm just mentioning week. it as a sample of five game weeks. And I've got 150 points from my captaincies out of 332. Yeah. This is like almost half my points are from the captaincies, which at the same time, if you read it on another note, it doesn't mean, give me more, much credit for the rest of the players mm. because having only 160 points from all the rest is terrible. Yeah. And I don't okay. have many returns. I have 26, I think, returns out of 55 players. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you have 28, 29, something like that. Mm -hmm. But still, there's a big difference. So try try to think very... I mean, it's it's a matter of luck, obviously, no matter how much you think. I'm, I'm being very lucky. I've had 40 from Salah, 42 from Kane, 32 from Kane, 26 from Salah against uh, Villa, and 10 from... Uh, is it Salah again? I think it is. I think it's Salah again. Yeah. yeah. So I've captained those two players and they've given me those huge, points. huge points. 
huge returns. Which um, is important. I've, I've got, for instance, first game week, I had three players returning, and still I got 63 points. Then I had six and seven players returning. That was more or less okay. But then the last two mm. weeks, I've had only four players each time. Mm. Four players is not... You don't consider it as a very good week. It's a normal no. week. But still, I'm over 60 points each time. Just last year, last year I, was, I was around 25 or 30 in those t yeah. times. So think twice what you're going to do with your captains. It's yeah. a crazy year. You cannot predict. It's more of a hunch. Or, mm -hmm. if you want to play it safe, because, to be honest, I am playing it safe. I'm putting the armband yeah. on Salah and Kane. It, it is yeah. the safest that can be. But, I don't know, this is one of the really important stats I've found um, from our league. There are uh, players who have really high, like for instance, Howard. Howard is really high on the the table. He's third, I think, or second. Yeah, yeah. And he's got two amazing returns from, I think it's Kane, both of the times, mm -hmm. his captains, 32 points each time. But his first captaincies were not good. But he still has managed because of good returns to make it yeah. happen. So there's no point in reading all those stats. Uh, but we can have them uh, on our page. I can I can always uh, refresh, you know, and add the new stuff. And yeah, every, every game week, we can just refer to the highlights of them. There's only yeah. one thing I want to highlight. It's a new player in our league. It's Patrick who had the most astonishing first game week. He wasn't yeah. in our league then. He had 104 points. It's a record for the league. With uh -huh. a captain Sion Salah, obviously. Seven players returning out of 11. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But then, he, he made... He took a lot of hits to change okay. the team. So, he's now... He's got more points than me in total, but because of the hits, he's around 20, 25 points behind. Yeah, I can see he's on 298 and you're on 322. It's, it's a, so. a tactical move, I suppose, but I'm just highlighting for people just to... <clears throat> because I did that a lot last year. After a couple of weeks, when I was totally frustrated with my team, I just would transfer one, then get two more. like, And I was taking hits constantly which affects mm. affects a lot so yeah i would only advise you to take an extra hit if things are really bad like with the, the kdb incident that mm -hmm. made sense to swap mm -hmm. him for someone even for minus four yeah exactly but try to restrain from taking hits for a fourth defender or for the third striker exactly. or for a I saw. I think you sent me some of his hits, and I think there were. It was a, a total. It was a wild card like or a, a free hit team. Three or four in a game week, isn't it? Six. And it was the first two game weeks. Six. Six. Wow. Just, I mean, we're obviously not criticizing. It's just 
a fact that yeah. apparently affects a lot the table for him. Indeed. And it's also weird that he hit so much from such a strong position. He got 104 points and he took six, minus six. Do you think he was accidentally wildcarding? Minus 24. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, <laughs> it's crazy. That's so you insane. actually destroy the advantage you've got from 104 yeah. you go to 80 directly and some of your players must have been good players when you did that are there any other any other statistics you want to mention do you want to run through just do a quick run through of some of them uh captaincy wise we've got we've got um a few low ones unlucky mm -hmm. ones i would say for me, Fivos is the most unlucky, having 32 mm -hmm. points in total after five five games. I mean, imagine the struggle that he has been through to to cope with 150 points of of me in captaincy, and he's got 30, yeah. and he's still <laughs> close, which means that yeah. if, if you really get your captaincy, there is... A whole lot of you can make a lot of ground up yeah really can i don't know in these cases how players might think there are the um, the ones who would go bold and try their luck with something crazy so that they can yeah. have this differential this could be a choice or mm -hmm. decide to play safe play normal and then take risks during the wild cards or the free hits, or with the double weeks, we'll see yeah. how this goes. I think we we will announce soon a show, uh, maybe at the international break, that mm -hmm. we can talk about the schedule and about mm -hmm. ideas on when to do to when to take your wild card, when to play that, when mm -hmm. when the mm -hmm. fixtures chart change. So yeah, because uh, planning ahead is quite important. Yeah, indeed. I think, so after chatting last week on the podcast and saying that I'm going to put, I think I'm going to have to wildcard this week or next, uh, after getting quite good returns, uh, I've got a bit more renewed faith. There are still some massive fires that I need to put out in my defence. Ben Davis didn't play, James Justin's not playing very, didn't play very well, and Pereira's going to come back, and Mitchell is going to lose his spot at some point. But I think for the time being, I can ride those out. So we're going to see my, my new aim now is to try and make it to game week nine. Uh, and I am willing to take some hits to, to do that, but not six in one game week. <laughs> um, just going quickly back to the stats. How's my friend Dan Wyman doing? Dan, let me bring that. Uh, <clears throat> is it Dan and not Daniel, right? With Daniel, Dan, both. Oh, no, it's Dan, got a Dan and a Daniel. Uh, also a very good player. So Dan has used his wild card game week three. Oh, that's, that's Dan D'Souza. But keep going with Dan D'Souza, why not? Okay. Uh, he's had a very consistent captaincy pick, mm -hmm. although not huge. It's double digits all. 14, 10, 10, 26, 14. But good. nothing crazy like the 40... Mm. Uh, or the thirty-two. Like you. Yes, but at least it shows <laughs> it shows a great consistency, which is yeah. good. Uh, 
and um, having 58.6 points per game, which is quite good. Yes. Yeah, good, good and average. We have to mention that I'm not adding up the points that are played right now. Yeah, exactly. Because some of the players have Wolves or Leeds assets, some don't. Mm -hmm. So this will be updated uh, another time. Uh, yeah. Jamie is doing really well, although he started very uh, cautiously, I would say. He started okay. with 49 p points only. Okay. But he's reached up to uh, almost 60 points per game. Okay, it shows he's got 66 this game week. Did he, when you said 45, was that the first game? 49 was the first game, and then he oh, okay. went 57, 50, 85, and 66. Yeah, so he's on 307, and I really don't remember if he's got a Wolf's asset to make that um, a bigger hole. Um, and we were asking about Dan, which I've got Daniel. He's yep. on 272 as it, stand, as it stood before today's games. He mm -hmm. had a very bad captaincy pick this week four points mm. well, I'm trying to guess who that could be he went to Callum Wilson which is quite interesting really uh, because yeah, of Man against United the, against uh, Man United yeah you could have seen him getting a you could have seen him getting a a, a penalty or mm. getting a goal because he is that sort of player but he's definitely not the explosive uh, high end yeah um Scorer and he had Kane in his team and Salah, so he boldly, boldly went with Callum Wilson. It's what we said earlier. It hasn't paid off. You might get one of those chances and then you exactly. go crazy ahead. Yeah, I think he went for the player over the fixture, and had mm. he have considered maybe Kane's fixture against a slightly. Uh, less defensively astute West Ham that might have been a better decision yeah but yeah not doing too bad he's got two um, two not playing players in his team by the looks of it so he needs to work on subbing out Doherty and Dunn um, okay because Dunn has now gone on to the bench is now not going to be playing for Burnley for the foreseeable future yeah uh, but he's a point four, so he's a bit of a not uh, 4.0 so he's a bit of a points trap um and then he's got Doherty as well, who is not playing currently for Spurs. So that's six points. Yeah, this is going to be probably a... move to someone like Luca Digne or someone like that. Yeah, uh, who seems to be really benefiting from this Ancelotti system. And finally, let's mention Hector. Yeah, who was leading the way in game week one. Indeed, at that amazing eighty point. With forty coming from Salah and Vardy and uh, Zaha and Van Dijk, but then mm -hmm. things didn't go that well. I mean, Zaha has been very consistent for him. Yeah, Zaha's come in and got nine points this week. He boarded the cane wagon. Yes, along with me. So got an absolute whopper of thirty-two points this week. Exactly, uh, but. His game week three was the the bad one, where mm. it kind of uh, didn't allow him to move forward. Mm -hmm. So Kane is the big guy 
Zaha, and he's gone to uh, DCL. Mm-hmm. So, just, yeah. Just a quick public service announcement. Leeds have got 67% possession against Wolves. Uh, so they're absolutely dominating possession. 13 shots to about seven by the looks of it, I can see. Uh, How so many Leeds saves have, does Patricio have? Game, and they're losing 1-0 to Wolves, which is clearly great game management by... Um, Nuno. By the manager. Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, yeah, sorry, quickly going back. He's got Van Dijk in the defence, which is which he will uh, have uh, to a red flag, sort which out. needs to be moved on. Any recommendations? I Oh, this is... I mean, I would go to Robertson if I had the money. I don't know what, what he's got aside. Oh, yeah. he's got three million aside. Yeah, because he had KDB. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, I would go for Robertson and possibly Fernandinho could... He's up. got, yeah. Very bold choices. Fernandinho is the difficult one for me because he's not always guaranteed to play. Yeah. Because of the way they've got... They have signed defensive recruits this season, so Fernandinho... You know, Fabinho at Liverpool might might be the more sensible choice instead of Virgil van Dijk in that respect, but I still wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'd say if you get if you two transfers at any time to look at a Van Dijk to a, I mean, for me the way James Rodriguez opens up on his left left foot and his spraying passes out to the left. Yeah wing-back in Luka Dinya yeah. is really uh, opening that game up for Everton. Other mm, defenders that are working at a similar sort of rate, uh, Chilwell Chelsea, I'd say, is a good point. Good the, the problem is that he's got three million in the bank anyway, so you wouldn't want to really downgrade Van Dijk so much and have five. <laughs> Then up to Robertson, yeah. Then up to Robertson. That's why I was thinking. And you still have two to yeah. keep, to upgrade. I would upgrade Saha to Son. Is he close? Yeah. Mm, no, uh, seven. Saha's about 7, 7.5, I think. Yeah, so if if you made a small upgrade so, of Van Dyke, oh. or he could do Van Dyke to, to Dean and uh, Zaha to Son. That could also yes. work. But that is very much chasing bandwagons. So we also let Hector, you know, uh, we're not going to shun him making any decisions that are against <laughs> what we tell him to do. Because then he's going to tell us off for the decisions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, loser's Van guide. does need to go this week, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's also got red flag Douglas on the bench as well. So it, it's not something that needs a... Is it Douglas or Dallas? This week. I think it's Dallas. Oh, did you I say Douglas on the bench? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Stevens, Douglas, and Egan. That yeah. I can see it might have changed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there is there are some moves that that can be made, but actually, the the team's looking in good shape. Traore has just come on, uh, and he's terrorising Leeds at the minute as we speak. Oh, is that? Matinho, that's just like two great shots and both have been blocked by some wonderful defending. Uh, Aurier also, I think, is a good pick. Yes, uh, because now he's starting in that position. He's going to be playing. Um, 
Yeah, as long as you keep starting in the Premier League for Mourinho, that's a, a very safe one-point pick. It's just so sad, so sad that he uh, conceded three goals. Yeah, anyway, you haven't talked through your team. Quickly go through your team. Did I not? No, you, you mentioned the defenders, I think. and then Okay, yes. Uh, so, after the defenders... No, I did, I did. So it was Mitrovic. I mentioned Mitrovic, who gave me a, a zero. Kane, okay. thankfully, stepped up. So I've got return from Kane, Jimenez, yeah. and Salah oh, yeah. uh, scoring. And two yeah. assists, Robertson and James. And one clean sheet by Taylor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, now I remember. So that's it. Three, and... four, five, six. Six. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. How many points are you on? I'm now on 67. Oh, and how many points am I on? No, you're, you're way ahead. Is this... Is is this, this, a, a this is your first win, yeah. And you know, you know who I transferred out to get Hammers? Rashford. Rashford? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't regret but it. this game week? Yes. No way. <laughs> I don't regret it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I transferred out Shea Adams. Uh, exactly. <laughs> who picked up some tidy returns this week as well for Watkins. So that was my free transfer. I've got a new strategy yeah. in mind, but I probably will think about it this week and uh, talk about it before game week six. Indeed. Because I'm probably going to be rolling a transfer this week. I'm That's so happy with Trossard, Mitrovic, and Podence. <laughs> what yeah. is. I, I promised I would mention that in a tweet. Go for it. The reason mm -hmm. that I will hold on to Mitrovic. And mm -hmm. firstly, he cannot play worse, he cannot go <laughs> lower than what he has got. So <laughs> this is the first reason. Yes. Secondly, I want to keep him as an enabler for a double transfer mm -hmm. next week mm -hmm. where I either go really down to Brewster because I've got two million in the bank. So mm -hmm. adding to a couple to go to Brewster gives me a great sum of money to go from Trossard even to Son. Or, I think in the long term, I want someone between Son or um, Bruno. Okay. So, if the Liverpool defence shows some signs of coming back and returning, I will mm -hmm. keep them as they are and downgrade Mitrovic to Brewster and get from Trossard maybe a Son, something like that. Mm -hmm. If TAA still keeps getting like one or two points i will downgrade him so i have a lot mm -hmm. of money there waiting yeah. to see what kdb what will happen with him if he's coming back because i would yeah i would like to get him as well so in the long mm -hmm. run before the next international break mm -hmm. i would want to have hammers salah and one of KDB, Son, or Bruno, yeah, with Jimenez and Kane, and maybe see if Jimenez can downgrade to DCL. If DCL starts blanking, I'm going to go for him, because yeah. he's going to 
not stop rising uh, by the way the game is over. 1-0. So, Sky points for me. Patricio clean sheet. And Jimenez, oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, fair. So this is my plan. But okay. I will give it a week. Do you want me to comment on it? Sorry? Would you like me to comment on those, of course. those moves? Of course. So That's I why I shared it. <laughs> just briefly, I'm not, there's, I don't disagree with many of those. But I think there is a slight trap of having two players from a well-performing team that stopped you from being able to maximise on all wow. the teams that perform well, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's So it's, it's really widely considered in defence to be an important thing to not double up in defence unless you get situations that come along with Trent and Robertson that were both cheap two seasons ago. They were very, very cheap and they were both banging in assists, yeah. banging goals, and getting good clean sheets because Liverpool were playing well at the back as well. So that was a, one of the first sort of seasons in a while for me that saw you doubling up on defensive attribute, defensive players, because normally it's a risk thing. You want to spread the risk as much as possible between your four playing defenders, potentially, or three playing defenders and one keeper. You want to make sure you've got four different opportunities to get yeah. a clean sheet um, and not four different opportunities to lose clean sheets, for example. Um, and I also feel like that follows forward. I've had Calvert-Lewin and Rodriguez for quite a while now and both are very well valued. They're very well priced. They've risen a lot for me. So I've gained a lot in my team value through them. But actually, I do feel a little bit limited in having them because if Everton perform badly in one game week, which is going to happen in the near future, I feel, then you lose from both. Two players of my team that don't get any returns. If they have a nil if they, they don't score at all, one nil loss, two nil loss, or a nil nil draw, that's two players that I get two points from, and not just the one. So I think you might be able to handle it with one informed team. I think that's fair. But then to have Son and Kane as well. On top no, of that. Son will For be me. the case that Kane goes to Aguero. So this is kind okay. of... There you go. My problem was that I would like to have Hammers, DCL, Son and Kane, yeah. which I won't because I can't yeah. double up with those two teams specifically. So yeah. I want to have one of each, but mm -hmm. I want to be able, if I change Kane, I want to have mm -hmm. a Tottenham asset. So I would go to mm -hmm. Son. So this is kind of that's why I have KDB yeah. and, and Bruno in the the whole pack of three premium that I want to get. Agreed. It's, it's going back to the talisman theory that we went over at the beginning of the uh, the season in the in the walkthrough guide, where you, you want to have the player who is going to score the points for the team that is scoring points. But, you know, the team that's scoring goals, you want to have the players that are scoring points. And you want to spread that to have as many talismans from as many teams as you can get. So, you know, for example, moving one of the... You've got Jimenez as well, who's a talisman yeah. for Wolves, as you saw tonight, scored a goal. Great. Danny Two Ingles would be points, another talisman. By the way. Yeah. Two what? Two bonus, Two bonus points. points. Kilman three, Great. Jimenez two, size one, as it stands. Perfect. 
Yet is the double up in the defense in Liverpool. True. Because I still might, believe that, <laughs> that they will return uh, attacking wise. No, yeah. I've lost hope for defense. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I think they will have. They will find this momentum that they had. And yeah, I, I don't wonder to. Considered as midfielders. Yeah, I mean, did you see the save Pickford made for the TAA's? Free kick was really impressive. Yeah, yeah so he's on every free kick. He's there. He he is present. He's still mm -hmm. someone I could trust. Agreed. I do think he will return. I like. I'm not. I'm not denying it at all. I think I, I was out on a run today, and I honestly was thinking about this a lot. And I think that he is just a bit. I think that so many of the teams you can see are a little bit off the pace because they haven't had proper pre-seasons. Yeah. Man United, for example, don't concede six goals very often at all. They've never, you know, they don't concede that at all. Three from like, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Three from so Brighton. It, it really is uh, one of those seasons where teams just haven't got started. And I do think that because Robertson started all of the games in the preseason and Trent didn't, Trent is a little bit off the fitness. Yeah. And when he does get back to fitness, he will start returning again. Makes perfect and sense. You just got to hope that some of the clean sheets come through as well. We'll see. These two next games are very, very, very promising. Sheffield United, yeah. home. Christ. I mean... You can't get better than that. And yeah. uh, what's the next one? And then it's West Ham. Home again. Well, good luck. Yeah. They're pretty good on the break. <laughs> you got to watch out for that um, Lanzini chap. Apparently he can score a banger from the line. I think he can, yeah. Hours. Anyway, I think... We started as we finished, yeah? Is yes. <laughs> Moaning about Tottenham. <laughs> We're not biased, as Hector asks. We're not biased at all. Never biased. Never biased. We're just... We enjoy football, and that was a good day for the neutrals. Yeah, it was. Didn't say that much. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> all right. So, lovely speaking to you guys. Lovely speaking to you, Yanis. And uh, have great. a good... Uh, European, European Cups now. Week. Finally. Yeah, and we'll see you again on Friday. Excellent. Cool. Thank you all very much. Ciao. Have a good Bye. evening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.